Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here you are, tuned in to America's Home for Conservative Not Better Talk. It is a pleasure to have you here. Email address, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, feedback, and yes, of course, your adoration and praise can always be sent to that email address. As I've said before, I'll say it again, just make sure that you make the email count. Now, most of you do. Every once in a while, I get something that doesn't. I get something that doesn't count, but it's very, very rare. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, my friend. It's, uh, again, a pleasure to, to, to be here today. I want to start. There's a lot of things, I guess, vying for attention. But I want to start with a story today that was at NBC News, NBCNews.com. It's kind of funny that they still call it NBC News to me. But anyway, NBCNews.com. There's an article here talking about in the, well, the headline here says, Inside a Biden White House Adrift. Sub-headline, or whatever you call this thing, amid a rolling series of calamities and sinking approval ratings. The president uh, president's feeling lately is that he can just he just can't catch a break. And that angst is rippling through his party. As we've discussed on this program, folks, we are we're now uh, staring the 2020 midterms in the eye. We're now staring those in the eye. This is a very important midterm election. In fact, I saw, first of all, there's no, there's no good news for the Democrats on, uh, on the polling front. Now, this, this hogwash here about Biden not being able to catch a break. Now, we're supposed to, remember, the previous administration, if it rained outside and the, the temperatures were a degree higher for the month of, say, August, or any month for that matter. It was because of Trump and the Republicans pushing global warming to the brink or whatever. Um, everything was the previous president's fault. In fact, they're still blaming the president, the previous president, for all things that are happening today, um, regardless of who's in the White House today. This president, of course, the news has to say, this guy just can't catch a break. Folks, he can't catch a break, no matter how hard he tries. This guy's in the White House, just a nice old grandfatherly figure. Yeah, he says some things sometimes that make us all kind of chuckle, but he's just a nice old man who's, you know, was just kind of, he, he thought he had to run to be president of the United States in order to save this country and make up for the mess, the near catastrophe that was brought upon us. Now, this is not what I think, by the way. This is the the narrative that was brought upon us by former President Donald J. Trump. And this was, oh, we just, we he had to do it. He There was no other person for the job. Biden, you know, the old grandfatherly, ever so lovable figure, which is, is crazy for those of us who have followed politics. For those of us who have followed politics, it is... Crazy to think that people 
can get away with portraying Biden as this nice, gentle, old man. Now, the truth is they can get away with it because people, a lot of people in this country, a lot of people who voted for President Joseph Biden or candidate Biden back at the time, um, were not voting for anything. They were voting against their greatest fears. Just like people in 2008 voted for hope and change. And I got to give them credit. Give credit where credit is due. The Democrat Party, the media apparatus, uh, which of course is the PR firm for the today's Democrat Party, they are very good at saying a bunch of words and you know putting on a performance that's there's no there there, right? Now the Democrats will tell us the reason that they struggle right now politically isn't because they aren't communicating clearly. No, 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 that can't be it. The reason they're struggling is because they have a, they have a, well, it's not because their ideas aren't bad, I should say. It's because they're not communicating clearly. Let me say that again. I think I'm, as I was jumping ahead of my thinking, they won't take responsibility for saying their ideas and policies are bad. Hence this headline here, inside a Biden White House adrift, and then the head, uh, the subheadline, which says, Amid a rolling series of calamities and sinking approval ratings, the president's feeling lately is that he just can't catch a break. Poor guy, just hunky, you know, just poor old guy, shucks Dern, right, sort of thing. This guy just can't catch a break. Nice, kind old man going to D.C., didn't really want to, takes the job because it was that or... America falls into a complete dictatorship under President Trump. Again, this is the narrative. This is the fear. Voters, a sizable chunk of voters, um, decide those that cast their ballots for Biden. Most of those folks did not cast their ballot for anything. They didn't vote. No one voted for this. Well, the people who voted for this are the ones who want to see America remade fundamentally. They want to see America remade in some socialist, globalist anti-American sort of way. They are not people that are proud of their country. These are people who badmouth and ridicule and misrepresent the founding principles of this country. They don't like them. They, they hate them. They hate the idea of individual liberty. They hate the idea of free choice. They believe that they should be lording it over us, that they should be our rulers, and that they should issue dictates and decrees, and that we should simply oblige and follow those with positions of political power. They don't like how this country was founded. They believe, in fact, that if they had the power that they were due, this country would be in a much better place if we would just shut up and fall into line and do as we're told and not to be free thinkers, not to exercise our liberty. I mean, you look at some of the issues today, um, this sort of thing to me is is quite, is quite obvious, um, the way that they look at the American people as as a bunch of dopes. And I'm not saying that, you know, every American is is thinking clearly. Ironically, a lot of the folks that don't seem to be thinking clearly are voting for these people to begin with. But again, that's let that be for a moment. I'm not here to directly criticize that. I'm here to say this is an utter disaster, unmitigated dumpster fire. The media is trying to blame anything for the problems besides the president, besides the policies, besides the worldview, besides the 
ideology. Those are the things, make no mistake about it, those are the things that have brought us to this point. Those are the things that have brought you and brought me gasoline prices and the whatever it is now, right? It went up again here in uh, in Indiana over uh, over the weekend. Yay, raw. Which, by the way, I'm not going to issue a pass to the Republicans in Congress in this state, the Senate and the House of Representatives. Republicans own part of this problem, at least as it pertains to the higher gas prices in this particular, uh, I should, uh, gas taxes, I should say, in this particular state. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I will, well, I don't want to get into that at the moment, but anyhow, these general, the general mess that we're in, inflation at massive, massively high numbers, whatever it really is now, um, spending at incomprehensible numbers, Biden wanting to forgive, what, $10,000 of student loan debt, just wipe it off the books, poof, bam, alakazam, it's taken care of as though nothing is real. That's, that's the message that's being sent, I think, to a lot of Americans. When it comes to, well, when it comes to a lot of things, objective truth, uh, when the left is in charge, they want to pretend like that's not real. When the left's in charge of finances in this country, they want to pretend like money isn't real. You can just wish things into existence. There's no, there's no source uh, or no sort of reality, no sort of standard by which we're supposed to be making decisions. Everything's just whatever you want, whenever you want it. And if it doesn't get delivered on time, it's the fault of some evil Republican or some evil corporation, which again, I'm not here to defend all Republicans and I'm not here to defend all corporations. But truth be told, the problems we are facing in this country are that of an ideological problem. The, the, the problems we face are caused by the worldview that is embraced by this, dare I say, radical White House, dare I say, radical Congress. This is precisely what the American people hmm, it's not what they deliberately chose and voted for, but it is the result. It is the result of choosing the people who are currently in power. And Americans should not forget this. They should not forget this. This again, this again is an ideological problem. And so, as NBC News is out here bemoaning the fact that Biden's White House is in disarray, and they mention inflation, record inflation. They mention the high gas prices. They reference the rise in COVID case numbers yet again, which inevitably will still be blamed on Trump. Um, the Texas school shooting, gun violence. And then, of course, they reference the polling for the midterm elections. By the way, I think I saw, did I see somewhere Biden's approval number? I kid you not. Is it 34%? I saw that somewhere as I was preparing uh, for today's program, 34%. Folks, I remember I remember when the great Rush Limbaugh used to play a montage, a montage from Wolf Blitzer CNN when George W. Bush's approval rating, I think, dropped to 36%. And they started every hour, every segment, you know, breaking news this evening in Washington, D.C., President George W. Bush's approval numbers hit an all-time low. That's one intro to a segment after the next break. Breaking news, George W. Bush and modern-day presidents have never been in such a 
terrible situation. Approval numbers at an all-time low. This White House needs to be concerned. The American people, another segment, the American people should be afraid and concerned of just how inept this president is. And recent polling shows that this is, in fact, something the American people have great concern about regarding the leadership of our country. George W. Bush breaking news, polling numbers of it 36% or whatever it was, on and on and on and on and on. This is one of the techniques used by the radical left if they said in the media, which of course is the same thing. You say something time and time and time and time again, you magnify, you amplify how powerful that message is. And you've got a lot of people watching this junk. Well, actually, CNN may not. But collectively, between all these networks and all these cable sources like CNN, like MSNBC, like NBC, like CBS, like ABC, like the New York Times, like the Washington Post and all these other so-called news outlets and so forth, um, collectively they have uh, have an audience. And a lot of folks, <laughs> it's amazing to me how people don't have a filter. They just read it from people who have been caught misleading the American people in the past, whether it's through fact-checking, whether it's through basic reporting. I'm reminded of Dan Rather. I'm reminded of George Zimmerman and how they doctored the 911, t- or yeah, the 911 call. I'm reminded, there's so many examples of this, right? George W. Bush, the National Guard um, scandal. Remember all that? For those of you who are old enough to remember it. I mean, there's so many examples. What about, uh, who's the guy? Drawing a blank. The one that was telling us he was in a helicopter getting shot at. Brian Williams. That's right. Brian Williams, MSNBC now. These folks are lifted up. He's probably won awards. I'd have to check this. But I would suspect that since his make-believe encounter with anti-aircraft weapons or whatever brian williams the chances are good he's at least been nominated for an award probably even won one i'm not saying that definitively but my instincts are that that's definitely something that the left would do um to i guess kind of say that this guy has been you know redeemed i guess for past mistakes and we should give everyone a second chance of course we shouldn't give anyone a second chance if they're a republican or they're named trump this is how this works it and people hear it they don't think about it they don't think wow the last time you reported on this this is, doesn't seem at all like what you told us we should do but people follow this stuff it is powerful it is in one way it's subtle in another way it's right there for anybody who wants to to see it But whatever, whatever you think about the details of all those things I just said, what's interesting to me here is that the media is now openly acknowledging these things. And I've been saying this for several, for several months. There's no place, there's no place for Biden or for a Biden supporter to hide right now. I mean, this is all on them. I'm looking at the NBC News poll. Direction of the country. This is unbelievable. I mean, it's kudos to the american people for finally recognizing this direction of the country 16 percent. i still wonder i mean i i think when you get to 16 percent, you're getting to the people uh, we're getting to percentages of people who are just never going to accept anything bad about the radical left in the democrat party i mean this is like the core extremist radicals the ones who want to remake this country and the image of who knows Karl Marx or something 16% say it's on the right direct this country's headed in the right direction 75% 
75% of the people in this country, according to this poll, what is this, NBC News poll, say that America is headed in the wrong direction. I'm trying to see the date of this poll. It says May. I can't see at the bottom of the screen here. The, The numbers are so small. Point is, nowhere to hide. Point is, media has to acknowledge this. And you begin to ask questions, right? Are they seriously, we've, we've explored this before, planning to put an end to the presidency abiding, meaning either, I know some people have suspected this from day one. I've been hesitant to accept this, although I'm certainly open to this being a possibility. Some people thinking that Biden was never going to complete his first term, right? Are they preparing to do that? If they do, who are they going to replace him with? That That's my biggest thing. Where are they going to turn? In fact, the Hill, the Hill had a an article about this where they've listed the top five contenders, the top five contenders to replace Biden if this is in fact where this is headed. And and what what I mean by that is either, you know, are they going to cite some health problem here? Are they going to you know, you you know how they do this. I, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm really not. But I have to do a good job for you. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here and, and, and make the case of what could happen. Right? You have old grandfatherly Joe Biden, who a lot of people think is just a silly old man who sometimes can't put a sentence together. Of course, they haven't seen the Joe Biden Senate tapes from the 1980s and all these sorts of things, the plagiarism stuff. They... They don't question any of that. They've not seen Hunter Biden's laptop. They don't know about any of that stuff. They just see some guy who's occasionally can't put a sentence together, and they think, well, he's in there trying. He's in there trying. And then what happens? What happens? And I, I've seen people you know, start to, to talk about this uh, in different places. I would give credit if I could. Um, I, I, just, I saw this. I don't know who originated this. It, in one sense, it's not a new idea, but in another sense, I want to give credit where credit is due. This is I've heard people talking about this, but what happens if they use that to say, "Look, this guy's been not been well," and where the Republicans or conservatives are saying, "Yeah, we've been saying that um, the whole time, pretty much." This guy, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a good man to. Back, I mean, go back through his history. You can, I think, ascertain that pretty clearly. Um, but he's also not, I, I don't know, coherent in a lot of cases. I think that's that's obvious. At least at, at least at some point, we have to all acknowledge this. But you wonder, will they will they use that? And then people have this sympathy, and who's going to step in to replace him? You know, this is, <laughs> folks. They try to manipulate our emotions. I don't know how else to say it. I, I hate to to say that because it looks like I'm bashing. I take no pleasure in saying this about the president, but I think we're to a point when we begin begin to see more news stories like this, when we begin to see articles about who might be one of the contenders to replace Biden, whether or not he finishes out his term or whether or not the new person runs simply in 2024, I have a hard time seeing or believing that Biden is going to effectively have his party's nomination again in 2024. Folks, we're only 18 months, not even 18 months into this. And at, and on the one hand, this is exactly what they want. But on the other hand, it's their fingerprints are all over this, and they are going to pay. They are going to pay the political consequences for this 
if the American people are sane, well, and there's other parts of that as well pertaining to, um, well, you, you begin to question things about election security. They're fair questions. They are fair questions to ask because, again, when you look at polling and you look at reality, there is nothing, there is nothing driving Democrats to want to support this. There's nothing driving any person outside of a radical leftist to want to vote for this stuff in 2022 midterms and 2024 as well. So long in this segment, quick time out, continue this discussion. When we get back, my friends, sit tight. Back here in just a minute. back my friend so let's listen i th- this article here the hill.com this is from when is this from this is from where's the date on this sucker this is from the 30th so this was actually memorial day <laughs> oh i tell you folks this it's the little things that just make my day this here is up there as well Headline, ranking the five Democrats most likely to win party nod if Biden doesn't run. Now, I know it's early, right? I know we're barely halfway, not not even close, actually, barely uh, just over a year, not quite a year and a half, into Biden's first term. And I know to many of you it seems like we're 25 years in because gas prices – by the way, food, folks, just just pay attention. I I don't. I'm not an alarmist. Um, I have a lot of faith in free markets, um, but I also know that <laughs> there's a lot of problems that is that have been thrown into the pathway of free markets that's been caused by this administration and the radical left. So it's not that free markets are failing, but when it just food prices are set to jump up massively again. I mean, we're we're in a position where you see people, executives in the food industry who are you know, saying it's it's not a good outlook. I don't say that to panic, that's not my intention. Just just be aware of this. Just, just notice, uh, and and you know maybe maybe have a little bit more um, of the staples than maybe normally you may keep on hand. Just the prices, the prices are going to go up. Um, prices on gas looks like it's going to go up as well. I mean, in some respect, we don't. What, what is the reason that prices would come down? Right? What what are the reasons? What are the downward forces on prices in this market? I don't I don't know what those are. I don't know what those. I mean, other than them raising interest rates and then of course layoff. I mean, there, there's all sorts of things that they're starting to tinker with here, and I don't want to get into that. But I'm just saying, this is a disaster. It seems like it's been a long time because the past 18 months. Everything that they warned us would happen under Trump, ironically, wink, wink, has happened under this particular president. By the way, speaking of that, did you see, I tell you what, 
there are so many moments here. I, I would never. Rush used to say, "See, I told you so." I don't exactly say that, but I guess I could say, "See, I told you so." With this, Iran. There's an inspector that went in. What a, I don't know if it was UN or who it was. I got to look at the article here. But they went in. Iran's level of enriching uranium is 18, 18 times higher than what it was supposed to be under the Iran nuclear agreement. Who could have predicted this? The Iranians, not only did they not abide by the Iran nuke deal, 18 times higher, my friends. And what are we just supposed to shrug this off like it's no big deal? Anyway, unmitigated disaster after unmitigated disaster. The Democrats know this. The media knows this. And so now we have stories that say, what about what about other contenders? I'm going to give you these names, and then we're going to take a break. I'm going to give you the names. <laughs> oh, folks, I tell you what, this is so juicy to me. The five, the five best names that The Hill could come up with as potential fill-ins or the bench, I guess, for Biden. Which, again, if Biden is your starter, if you want to use a sports analogy here, what does that mean your bench is to begin with? But be that as it may, if Biden doesn't run, of course, the obvious person here is uh, VP Kamala Harris, who, did I see her disapproval? Let's see here. L.A. Times analysis of national polls uh, polls this month showed Harris underwater with a 40% approval rating. Her approval rating's almost as bad as Biden's, and all she's doing is saying, you know, standing at the podium and saying stupid things, but she doesn't have the attention of the free world and the media. It's not in the headlines every day. Um <laughs> I've, I think I saw somewhere where she had a 60-some percent, uh, I think 64%, I thought it was, disapproval rating. Maybe maybe I got that wrong. But anyway, so that's their first obvious option. The, no, the next option is Indiana's own Pete Boot Edge Edge. Make sure I get that correct there. Biden's transportation secretary, which you think of, I mean, you've seen some of these interviews and some of the ridiculous responses he's given as it pertains to, I don't know, gas prices and so forth. Um, that's, that's I guess, number two is Pete Boot Edge Edge. Number three, Elizabeth uh, Focahontas Warren, which I can say, I can say that because as genealogy has proven, in fact, my brother's in the process now of doing another genealogy, should I ever need, it's not why he did it, but should we ever need to, to prove again through a second independent source that we are, in fact, the 13th great-grandchildren of Pocahontas, thereby made the real Pocahontas, not Elizabeth Warren, not to be confused. Um, I have become the self-appointed spokesperson for the Pocahontas family, and we have no problem calling, making well, making fun a little bit of Elizabeth, and good, good, clean fun, by the way. She's the one. She's the one that made a big deal, a big to-do out of being, what was it, 164th Native American or something? One one twenty eighth. So she's their third choice, the radical leftist there. Then of course we've got Bernie Sanders, who I think in twenty twenty four will be one hundred and twelve. No, what's he going to be here? Um, eighty. Is he eighty now, or he'll be old? Is the point, right? Which fine. I'm not. I had no. Pro- I'm just saying 
These are the same names that have run. How many times has Bernie won? And, of course, Bernie, who's not currently a Democrat, I think he's every time he goes back to being an independent until he wants to run for president, he becomes a Democrat suddenly again. So the Democrats' fourth best candidate is a guy that's not even currently a Democrat. i got to check that, but I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure he's an independent. Oz can look at that. And then their fifth choice is Amy Klobuchar. Folks, Amy Klobuchar, number five. I mean, does this sound like the dream time? When I was a kid in 1992, the US, Team USA, for the first time, had professional NBA players in the Olympics. And the starting five was, I had to think about this for a moment, it was Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Was it Larry Bird and... I'd have to look and see who all the starting five was. I'd do that during the break, too. Patrick Ewing, I think, was center. Was the mailman number f- the four-man? I can't remember. Anyway, this is their dream team. Let's go through it again. Kamala Harris, I guess she's she's the point guard. She's Magic Johnson. Then we got Pete Boot Edge Edge. I guess playing the two, he's Michael Jordan. Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas, she's uh, Larry Bird, Larry Legend here. Bernie Sanders, I guess, would be the mailman, Carl Malone, and then Amy Klobuchar would be Patrick Ewing. That's the dream, that's the dream team, my friends. Unbelievable stuff. This is it cannot, it cannot get any worse. Objectively, I shouldn't say that because they will test me here and make it worse. But I'm just saying, just from a strategic perspective, you give these these cards to someone who understands what they've got, and they will tell you, I don't know what you could have given me that's any worse than this. And I think that that's probably a fair assessment. It does not mean they cannot somehow manipulate, trick, scare people into voting for Democrats in 2022 or even 2024, but it does mean that it is an unmitigated disaster, and they know it, and I've got to take a time out, my friends. Sit tight. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I got to tell you, I have been entertained by thinking about the fourth best Democrat candidate, according to, who was this? The Hill. Thehill.com. The fourth best Democrat candidate to run for president to replace Biden in 2024. That's, in fact, the direction this thing goes. The fourth best one, according to The Hill, isn't even a Democrat. <laughs> the four, the fourth best Democrat isn't even a Democrat. Folks, what does that tell you about the disarray in this party? That would be like, I referenced the 92 Dream Team. By the way, turns out that they alternated some of the starters. I think the only one, Oz looked at this during the break, the only one that started all the games was Jordan. Magic Johnson started five. And then the other guys kind of rotated. Barkley was in there starting. Pippen, I think, started a couple of games. The mailman, Carl Malone. I think Chris Mullen might have started a game or two. Larry Bird, of course. Um, but it would have been like the 92 Dream Team um, trying to put Tony Kukoc on the team. <laughs> Which, what's he, I forget. Kukoc, remember that whole deal Kukoc came over? I don't make this about sports. Some of you don't care about that. And that's understandable. But this is just entertaining to me if we went to Lithuania I think so is that where Kukoc was from Lithuania I don't I'm not sure but if, if we went to another country to say hey we need our, our a starting our fourth 
starter. We need somebody else. We can't even find a person in our country to, to put in the starting five. Croatia. Oz told me Croatia. Sorry about that. You got to go to Croatia to get Kukoc into the starting five on the Dream Team because we don't even have five players in America um, good enough. That's what the, that's what this list tells me. Bernie Sanders is an independent. Every time, every time a presidential election comes around, Bernie Sanders, the extreme extreme radical leftist, leftist, and I got to tell you, in a lot of ways. There's things about Bernie I kind of admire. I mean, don't don't misunderstand me. I, he he's his policies are absolutely disastrous. I'm not, but part of me thinks Bernie's a true believer in this crazy nonsense. A lot of these folks use use these socialistic or communistic ideas um, because they think it helps them. Politically, they have ulterior motives, and I'm not saying Bernie doesn't. I mean, mostly people who embrace these things, those who are in positions of power, actually know what it does. But there's a part of me that thinks Bernie really believes this stuff. But he's not a Democrat, at least not right now. He's only a Democrat when it's convenient to him, and that's whenever he's running for president and, of course, having the nomination stolen from him by Hillary Clinton in 2016. Anyway, I just, this, this is just cracking me up to no end. Their bet, their fourth, Best candidate is someone who's currently not even a Democrat. And their fifth candidate is Amy Klobuchar. That's like adding that's like adding Steve Stepanovich to the 1992 dream team. No disrespect, an NBA player is an NBA player. Uh, but it's adding someone who's not even, and that's not even true. It's like adding, I'm trying to think of some of these players back in the in the day. Um, who might have been on a roster but didn't play or never even dressed for a game. That's that's what we're getting to with Amy Klobuchar. Does any? I mean, this is a a candidate. You talk about 2000 when George W. Bush. Remember this, George W. Bush. For those of you who don't, I'll give you a quick history lesson. George W. Bush had Dick Cheney um, assigned him to find his vice presidential candidate back in 2000 when he was running for president. And when it all was said and done, Bush said, "Hey, why don't we? Uh, why don't you become? Why don't you become our vice presidential candidate?" And when it was announced that Cheney did accept it, um, <laughs> the media—in fact, you can go back and look at this—the media used the term in the narrative that they used about six billion times, and then they haven't used it since. And that term is gravitas. And the talking points of the day were. This Bush-Cheney ticket does not have enough gravitas. Gravitas. Does it have enough gravitas? Gravitas, gravitas. I mean, you can go back. I, you know, I used to hear the sound bites. Rush would play them back-to-back, showing how ridiculous and silly these folks sounded in the media when they said it. You talk about a, no gravitas. I mean, hello, Amy Klobuchar. She is Mrs. No Gravitas as far as I'm concerned. I mean, look, at this is atrocious. This is the best that they have to offer and again, we shouldn't get cocky. Elections still need to be won. Campaigns still need to be had. We don't need to get our hind ends to the polls and cast our ballot and persuade people to do the same. But, I mean, my goodness, what an unmitigated disaster they have. on. Of course, we all have on our hands as Americans, but look at what they've got 
as the Democrat Party as well. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I got that slightly wrong, just a little bit. The narrative back in 2000 was that Dick Cheney actually delivered gravitas to a ticket that did not have gravitas because George W. Bush did not have gravitas. I just want to see how many times I could say gravitas to fit in with the media. One more thing. Well, there's a lot I want to get to, but this this is uh, you all know Seth Dillon. He's what the CEO or whatever president of the Babylon Bee. He tweeted out, <laughs> "I love these folks. I I love the Babylon Bee. There's days that they kind of make my day. If I'm being honest with you, Babylon Bee, of course, uh, writes. I mean, made up stories. But the thing is, sometimes." When you read something that was made up a couple of years ago, if you wait a couple of years, it's no longer made up because it becomes reality. So Seth uh, Dillon tweeted tweeted out, this was a week or so ago, um, something called Babylon's B, Babylon B's List of Fulfilled Prophecies is what he called it. So for example, he lists one here, prophecy, and he gives it the date. October 7th, 2016, the Babylon Bee wrote a headline that said this. Captain America rebooted as feminist, atheist, transgender uh, transgender Hydra agent. Then it's fulfilled with an actual headline, March 15th, 2021. Marvel's newest Captain America is an LGBTQ plus activist. And he's got a list of these. And this is... I mean, this is just good stuff. Now, it's not in the sense of where our culture is headed. I don't mean it in that way. But the Babylon Bee, who would have thought the Babylon Bee, when it comes to predicting what's going to happen next, is more accurate than NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, all these jokers combined. He's got a full list here. I might tweet this out. But there's a whole bunch of them here. Anyway, quick time out, my friends. Listen to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Oh, folks, this Babylon B stuff cracks me up. But I do want to say one more thing. Um, I can't go into that. Time time is not on my side here today. But um, I do want to say... That we have been, I I just tell Oz this, in the past month, roughly month, since April 26th, we've had four pieces of content that's old on YouTube. I'm talking back a year and a half, roughly, that's just been removed. I think they've got a full-time staff member listening to this program. So if you're at YouTube, thanks for listening, folks. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Take care. SDG.